I'm Jane Copier, and you're listening to Happy in the Middle, a podcast for Christian women who want to make the second half of life the best half. This podcast is all about helping women to reignite their spark and step into their divine power in order to create deep and connected relationships and also find that fulfillment and satisfaction they crave. So if you're ready to grow, join me and learn how you too can overcome guilt, resentment, disappointment, and enjoy the fruits of creating a life well lived. Let's go. Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode number 16, how to create better connection by asking better questions. Today's episode is a follow-up on our last episode, which was how to get your adult children to want to talk to you. And boy, I've got some good stuff for you today. As promised in the last episode, I'm going to give you 10 really good questions to ask to help you better connect with your young adults. And I might even have a bonus one at the end for you. So be sure to listen for the whole thing. But first, a huge thank you to Strong Angle for leaving me a review in iTunes. It's titled So Much Goodness. She says, Jane shares valuable insights and knowledge in a genuine, relatable way, and she helps you realize progress in daily step-by-step applications. Listen in. So much goodness. Thank you so much for taking the time to share your experience. I'm so grateful to all of you who have left reviews. I read them all and I really appreciate your sweet support as I try to reach more women who need this content. And when you leave a comment and you leave me a rating, it helps push the podcast out to more women who are searching for this type of content. And fun fact, I was looking at my stats the other day and I have listeners now in Australia, Canada, Singapore, Switzerland, India, and the UK, as well as the US. And so, oh my goodness, it's so exciting to be growing more and more each day and being able to reach more people. So thank you so, so much for sharing. Okay, let's get to it and talk about how to build stronger connections with our young adults. I don't know about you, but as a mom... I don't want my relationship with my kids to end once they leave the home. That that's a really sad thought and a really depressing thing to think about. And it doesn't have to be the case. I definitely felt a tremendous loss with each child as they left our home, not being able to see them, touch them, talk to them each day was hard. I had poured my whole life into raising them and then poof, they were gone. So It's easy to start feeling like we don't matter to them anymore. And yet this is a necessary part of their growth to clip those apron strings and step into their own lives as adults is super important, but that doesn't mean that it's over. And that doesn't mean we stop trying. In fact, more than ever, our, our young adults need us to be present in their lives, not as the director or boss, but as a guide, as a friend, as, as someone who is their biggest support and cheerleader. So I had an experience over the Christmas break. Um, One day we were all home, my husband and I, and our two youngest sons that were home for the break, we're all just hanging out. We're sitting in the family room. We weren't really interacting and it was almost too quiet. I looked up from my phone and I just looked around the room and I noticed that all of us were on our phones or our laptops and we weren't engaging. (laughs) And I felt this huge sense of sadness. Like it was a huge loss of an opportunity. Like this time was fleeting and being wasted when we could be engaging with one another and building memories together. 
I've always been someone who didn't take time for granted. I always wanted to make the most of our moments and our time together from the time our babies were born. I would just really appreciate those moments. I think I read a poem at one point that talked about, and you'll recognize it. I don't know the the whole, but it's talking about like cobwebs go to sleep. I'm rocking my baby and babies don't keep that poem. When I read it, when my kids were little, just hit me so hard. And I kind of took it to heart. So I've always wanted to really be in the moment and appreciate those moments with my kids. And I, and I'm so glad that I did because I really don't have regrets when it comes to that. I really feel like I did my very best. I tried my hardest as a mom. Was I perfect? Absolutely not. My kids will be the first ones to tell you, (laughs) but I always wanted to make the most of our time together. So it is a difficult bit of a shift as our kids get older and they leave and we don't have access to them. And sometimes it feels like beyond the small talk of like, what are you up to today? There's just really not much to say to one another. And when this happens, I know it's a sign that I need to come up with better questions. My husband and I have created the really fun habit when we're out to dinner alone together, we pull up some fun questions on the Pinterest app, or we just Google some either way works and we take turns answering them together. It is so much fun and it's made a huge difference for us. And honestly, we've gotten to know each other better, even after all of these years. And I realized that one of the very best ways to create better connection and strengthen our relationship with our adult children is to learn how to ask better questions. Sometimes this is tough. Sometimes our lower brains really fear vulnerability and we kind of hesitate to engage with our kids. It may not feel very safe. <laughs> we, we may fear they'll say something that we don't like or that will bug them or that they won't come around. Right? So our fears keep us from trying. And maybe you have had an experience or two that's caused you to be a little gun shy. Maybe your kid has reacted poorly to your questions in the past, and maybe they resist your questions and they get bugged. And so our lower brains really fight so desperately to avoid that pain. And then we just resist going there again. I totally get it. I've been there, done that, but this is not an area to simply give up on. It's far, far too important. The solution isn't to quit. It's to keep on trying and learn how to ask better questions that our kids will want to respond to. A big part of the struggle is giving up that momming hat. You know, the one that we've worn for all those years, we've spent our lives checking up on our kids. That's been our role. So we come by it rightly, (laughs) but we do wear this hat where we are sort of the director and the boss. And we ask questions like, did you get your homework done? What are your plans? How is work going? Right? These things that make our children, our adult children feel like they're being checked up on. And they're not as interested in answering these types of questions anymore. The more independent they get, um, they don't want to be checked up on. They want their privacy to be respected. They don't like having to answer to other people. So as that growth takes place, we need to shift along with our kids. Our roles are different. We need to put on a new hat, the friend, the guide, the mentor. But when you find yourself feeling like you want to be the boss or the director, just know you've got the wrong hat on and make a mental note to put a new one on. And as we put on that new hat, 
we change our role, we shift and our communication must shift too. If you insist on weighing in on your kid's life without asking for permission, you're going to find yourself either getting iced out of their life or they'll tell you what you want to hear. Even if it's not true, it will not be a deep relationship. It will be very surface level. My girlfriend, Geralee recently recommended a really good book titled doing life with your adult children, keep your mouth shut and your welcome mat out. (laughs) It's by, um, Jim Burns, and I will link to it in the show notes. It's such a good book. If you want to take a look at it, but isn't that a fantastic title? Keep your mouth shut and the welcome mat out. (laughs) I listened to the whole thing in a day in on audible. And then I ordered a hard copy for my husband too, because I think we both need it. And so check it out if you want to. But for me, the greatest takeaway was this. If you're tempted to criticize your adult kids or give them advice, stop and keep your mouth shut. (laughs) No matter how much you want to stop yourself from giving unsolicited advice. It's so ingrained in us. I know it's so hard to refrain. I've had to practice this over and over and over. And it does feel a little stifling to shut your mouth and not have that role anymore. But we have to allow our kids to make their own life choices. And adapt the new job of adding fun to our relationship and cheering any positive aspects on that we see in them. That's our job now. As I mentioned in the last episode, I've been super blessed in my life to have parents who see the very best in me. There have been many times where they overly praise and adore me. Seriously. Like you can't believe the texts that I will get, like just gushing, beautiful, kind texts far beyond what I think is deserved. Their confidence in me, their belief in me has inspired me to do better, to try harder, to be that version they think I am. It's a totally different experience than when I've felt criticism or when I felt judged. Those are not inspiring feelings. Those are, those are resistant, right? We, we want to shrink away from those people. We don't It doesn't inspire greatness in us. People have a tendency to become who you think they are. So when we see the very best in our kids and we let them know that we see it, we're saying, Hey, listen, this is the true you. This is who I see in you. And I, no matter what else, I know this is exists in you. And that is powerful. So, so powerful. And so inspiring. But going back to the book, keeping your mouth shut doesn't mean that we don't talk about anything that matters, but it does mean that we need to be more intentional about the kinds of questions we ask and really get on board with showing our adult children the same respect that we would our friends. When we ask thoughtful, interested, connecting questions, it signals to our kiddo that they matter, that we care about them, care to know them as they truly are. And as we show our interest and model this curiosity and this willingness to be vulnerable, what we do is we create a safe space for them to be more vulnerable as well. This will really bless them as they evolve into the next stages of life and they work to create their own healthy relationships. So one of the very best tips I can suggest is to become extremely curious about what matters to your kid. 
approaching your conversations with genuine curiosity, with love and a willingness to listen without judgment is the key factor to creating deeper connection. So I'm going to share my 10 favorite questions with you. These are designed to promote open communication, to create more understanding, um, and also create a sense of unity. So as you ask these questions, don't assume that you know what your kid will say. This is a tendency we all have. Our lower brain loves to fill in the blanks. So when you're tempted to guess at what they say, just know I'm going to be wrong. Just know, just think to yourself, look, I don't know everything. I I need to learn more. What can I learn about this kid? So as you ask these questions, don't judge the answers. Be fascinated by this human being, this unique, lovely, crazy, beautiful, wonderful human being who you made, who is your son or daughter, right? Be delighted in their individuality and the joy of getting to know them better. Okay. So the other thing I would say is mix up the types of questions you ask, make some fun, make some silly, some serious, but stop making everything so serious and heavy. We don't always have to talk about what is important, right? Because here's the thing. Sometimes as parents, we feel like our time with them is so limited that we have to dive in and, and kind of pester and we have to ask and make sure their life is on track and that we have that tendency to do that. But what they want when they're with us is just to feel good, to have fun. We need to be a little bit of a break for them. They have a lot of pressure in their own adult world. They need our love and our support. And truthfully, today's young adults grew up in a different climate than we did. It's a different cultural climate. They are taking their own sweet time growing up. They have a different mindset than we did. And what worked well for us is not going to work for them. We've got to strive to understand the world from their point of view. So again, curiosity is your friend. And I promise you this, the effort you make to connect with them will be appreciated. Even if you don't do it perfectly all the time, just don't give up. Okay. Question number one, I love this question. What should I know about you that I don't know? Isn't that fantastic? It lets our kids know that Hey, there are things about you I don't I don't know and tell me more about you. When I asked our 21-year-old this question recently, it was so fun to watch him. I could see the the cogs turning in his brain and literally see him thinking and his responses were fun. It really thrilled me to hear his answers and I could tell it made him feel seen and better understood and it could tell it meant something to him that I wanted to know him better. It's such a great conversation. Okay. Number two, what is one thing on your bucket list that you just have to do? I love this question because it helps us really tune into what your kids' hopes and dreams are. Maybe we think we know, but asking this question, this one thing that you have to do before your life ends really can help to get to know your kid better and what, what interests they have. So there, they might spark a whole conversation about all the other bucket list items as well. It's just a really good conversation starter. Okay. Number three, what three words would your best friends use to describe you? I love this question because it really helps kids think about how they present with the people around them and think about 
how do my friends see me? How would people describe me? It's just really fascinating to hear what their answers are. Okay. Number four, if you had a million dollars to create your own charity, what would you do? I love this question for the fact that it really taps into your kids desire to serve in the world. What are they passionate about? What, what areas of the world do they think they could contribute or make better? It's, it's great for you to hear from them. And it's great for them to think about for themselves because they are the people that will be managing the future, right? We want to make sure that we're letting them know, Hey, this is something to think about. What would be a lovely way for you to contribute to the world? What gifts and talents and blessings can you share? All right. Number five, which of your character traits would you want to pass on to your children? I like this question so much because it really makes us think like, what are those things that I would like to see in the next generation? What are those things that I have that I could give? And it's just so fun for your kids to acknowledge these characteristics in themselves, because when they acknowledge that I've got this thing that makes me special, it really does inspire them to make more of that to understand, oh yes, this is a special role that I could play, or these are things that I really like in myself and I want to nurture and grow and develop. Such a good question. Okay. And the next one is probably one that you've all used, but I think it's still important in those times when it's appropriate. Sometimes this can feel like a momming question, but if we approach it with lots of curiosity and we don't jump in with suggestions, (laughs) (laughs) this is where it gets fun, right? But we ask the question, where do you see yourself in five years? Just listen, ask the question and just listen and be fascinated. And as much as you want to give your two cents and your thoughts about how they can get there faster or what they might want to consider instead of their plan, just be fascinated and interested and be sure to cheer them on. Okay. Question number seven is a two-part question, but I love this one because it's very connecting. Um, the first part is what do you think our biggest similarities are you and I, how are we alike, right? It gives us a chance to reflect and think about the things that we see in each other that we do share in common. Right. And then the second part of it is what do you think our biggest differences are? And again, this is a question that we must ask with curiosity and fascination, because likely you're going to hear some feedback that maybe you don't like, because oftentimes when we give our kids the opportunity to be honest with us and we don't take it well, (laughs) they're not going to share it again in the future. Just listen and be fascinated. Find the 2% that is true. If your kid thinks they're very different from you. Likely they will like the the ways that they're different and not like the ways that you are different. Okay. So just be prepared for that and use that information to create more connection instead of more division. Don't be offended. Don't be sad. Don't be angry. Be fascinated. Be interested. Find the little piece of it. That's true. It's an opportunity to grow. Okay. Question number eight, if you could create your own dream job, what would it be? I like that one because it just really allows your kid to think of what possibilities could exist for them. And and you might even preface it by saying, if there were no obstacles, 
what dream job would you create? And really helps get the juices flowing. Like, what would I really love spending my life doing? So many kids are a little directionless at this age, just because of their lack of desire to grow up, frankly, a lot of them, right? They want to take their time. They want to explore the world. They want to check everything out. They want to have lots of options, but giving them a chance to really think about like, what, what would I love doing is really, really a good way to, to get that brain working. Okay. Question number nine, what traditions or rituals make you feel connected to our family? What do you love that we do? What things that do we do that you cherish? What are your favorite memories that we've shared together? What would be fun to continue? Or um, what do you look forward to with our family? I like this question because it really does not only just validate a little bit like our efforts over the past, but also lets us know what's important to our kids as they connect with our family. You might be surprised things that you think are really meaningful and good, maybe not don't hit quite the way with our kids as we think. And then some things might surprise you. You might be surprised that just playing games on a Sunday night is your fit, your kid's favorite memory rather than the big vacation or something like that. But it's just, again, we're just getting to know our kid better. We're getting to understand how they tick, getting to know who they are as a person. Okay. And then question number 10, um, and my dad used to ask me this question a lot, and I love this because it really is inspiring. Um, the question is who are the three people you admire most in your life? And I love this question because it makes us consider who those role models are and why, why do we think they are so great? What is it about them that I admire and want to maybe replicate in my life? Who are the three people that you admire most and why? It's really, really a good question to get kids thinking about like who they want to be, how they may want to influence other people. Could they be that someone for someone else? And again, don't be sad if your name isn't on the list. <laughs> Likely it won't be, and that's okay. Don't take it personally. Don't be offended. Be curious. Just listen and learn and be fascinated. Okay. And now here is your bonus question. I love this question because it's one of the ways that I can show my deep, deep love for my kids. And the question is this, are there any challenges you're facing that you'd like to share? Or are there specific ways that we can pray for you or for your friends? So many of our children have left traditional religion and they may have much different ideas about God and faith than you do. However, they do appreciate your beliefs and your faith in them. And I believe that they secretly appreciate our prayers, whether they acknowledge that or not. I think it's very comforting to know that your parents are praying for you, that they are thinking about you, that they are caring for you in that way. Just be careful not to bring it up to them every time you see them. It's not necessary to tell them you're praying for them every time you see them. It will be annoying, especially if they aren't interested in faith at this point in their lives. So just be sensitive to that. My girlfriend, Carrie's awesome. She, she does this with her kids all the time. She will tell them, Hey, don't you worry. I'm praying for you. I got angels on the way, right? She just always letting them know, look, even if you don't believe as I do, even if we don't see eye to eye, I'm your anchor. I am, 
I am praying for you. I have faith in you and I trust in God and I know that he will help you. So no matter where our kids are at, or no matter what they're doing, we can be that anchor. We can give them that feeling of being tethered to God, no matter their journey at this point, right? Okay, my friends, pick a few of your favorites. Give this a try. Have fun and let me know how it goes. You've got this, Mama. Thanks for being with me, and I hope you have a beautiful day. Hey, if you are ready to get unstuck and make your midlife amazing, be sure to hit that subscribe button so you don't miss an episode. And I want to invite you to join my Empty Nest Academy, where you will learn how to transform your mind, your relationships, and your life. Come free yourself of regret and disappointment and be so much happier. Listen, sis, we've got one shot at this big, beautiful life. Let's make it amazing. Go to janecopier.com, that's J-A-N-E-C-O-P-I-E-R.com and sign up today. And if you're not sure what's right for you, book a free consultation with me and we'll talk it over together. And we'll make sure to get you on the path that serves you the best. See you inside.